Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Down Football. I am your host, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the uh, free agent moves and moves around the NFL that have been happening. I'm not going to cover all of them, or else this video or this episode is going to be about four hours long. So I'm just going to talk about the ones that I believe have a major impact on some NFL teams. So let's get started. First off, I told you guys, Derek Carr was going to the Saints. Look what happened. He signed a four-year deal with the Saints. Proud of him for that. I mean, obviously, like his last season with the Raiders, he got treated like absolute dog shit. Um, Yeah, he got treated like shit. And then he was told that Jarrett Stidham was going to replace him. And even Josh McDaniels. I don't... Don't mind me, I never liked Josh McDaniels, especially when he was the head coach for Denver as well. I never liked the guy. Like, he made like he made these false promises to Jared Stidham saying, oh, you know, you're going to be the starter, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Denver Broncos signed Jared Stidham to a two-year deal. So, I mean, like, why are you making these false promises, McDaniels? Like, why? You're a shitty head coach. I don't know how the fuck you managed to get a job. Like, it's just ridiculous. However, he did sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's deal is worth, is a three-year deal worth $67.5 million with $34 million guaranteed. Now, I think that the Raiders overpaid for Jimmy Garoppolo only because, I mean, yes, he had his success over in San Fran. However, he was led by... A Kyle Shanahan run offense, which I mean, I said it before, you could put a fucking Walmart cashier in the 49ers offense and he will still probably be good. Like, I mean, when I talk to you guys about who the 49ers signed, you guys are probably going to be like, what the fuck? Why would, why would they do that? But watch, he's going to succeed over there if he's the starting quarterback, which I don't think he will be, but We'll see. We don't know what Kyle Shanahan's plans are. Anyway, yeah, so I believe uh, the Raiders overpaid for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, my one buddy, he was excited that they signed him. He's like, he got all like happy and all that. But I don't think he's Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do that good over there. I mean, he has Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, but that's like, and Hunter Renfro. If Hunter Renfro still wants to be on the team, but... I've heard that the Raiders have been getting calls about getting trade, getting a trade for Hunter Renfro, but we'll have to see. Like I said, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo overpaid. I wouldn't have given him a 67 and a half million. That's just my opinion. Will he do good over in the Raiders? Like I said, I don't believe he will because, you know, he's going from a Kyle Shanahan run offense, which, like I said earlier, anyone can be in that offense and play good but we'll just have to see now speaking of the 49ers the 49ers actually signed Javon Hargrave if you guys don't know who Javon Hargrave is he's one of the uh defensive tackles for the Eagles now he he was good over there they the 49ers signed him on a four-year deal worth 84 million dollars how do I think of this deal I believe that They shouldn't have signed him for four years because, you know, he was the backup defensive tackle. So I would have given him a two-year deal just to see how he is, how he progresses, 
especially in that 49ers defense. I mean, like the 49ers defense is pretty much already stacked, but since this free agency, they've kind of been dwindling down, and I will be talking about that a little bit more. But yeah. Surprised me. I didn't think that the Ravens would do it, but they released Calais Campbell. Now, I don't know why they would. I believe maybe it's because of cap space why they released him. But, I mean, we've seen how Calais Campbell played. Even in, like, Jacksonville. When he played for Jacksonville, he was the reason why why Jacksonville got the nickname Saxonville. Like, he was all over the place. I don't know off the top of my my head how many Pro Bowls he has. I believe he has four or five. Because I know he got a couple when he played for the Ravens. But ultimately, I mean, Clayus Campbell, he's a he's like I'd say a couple a couple time Pro Bowler because I don't know off the top of my head how many he's been to. He is a Walter Payton Man of the Year, and you know what? He's just an all around great leader, especially for the defense. So any team would be happy enough to sign him. It just depends on how much uh, he, he's willing to sign for, right? Also, and other news, speaking since we're talking about linemen, the Broncos actually signed two linemen in Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. Now, I'm really happy about this because our O-line was dog shit this year. I mean, Dalton Risner didn't play his best. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry didn't play his best. The only good one was probably Quinn Mirnez. Uh, Garrett Bowles had all the uh, all the problems of holding again. He had all those holding penalties against him again. So we're back to square one with him. However, he is a projected starter for, for this year. So I want to see how that goes. I'm really happy that the Broncos are actually like listening to their fans and know what to do. They're beefing up that O-line. They beefed up that O-line. I'm really happy about that. They actually signed Mike McGlinchey to a five-year deal worth $87.5 million. And is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. He only allowed, like, two sacks, I believe. And Ben Powers. Ben Powers only allowed one sack this season. So, I mean, definitely a step up for the O-line, which I'm really happy with. And also, last, um, this is probably going to be the last, like, lineman I talk about. Or, sorry, not the last lineman, but, you know, this was hap- uh, This is great news. I believe everyone's happy with this. Jason Kelsey is returning for the 2023 season. I know he talked about it on his podcast, New Heights. No, this isn't a, a brand deal sponsorship. If you guys have the time to listen to their podcast, it's really good. It's just the two Kelsey brothers talking about how their season's going what they're seeing during the offseason, that kind of stuff. And I know Jason Kelsey talked about in his podcast that he was still deciding whether or not he should retire or or not. Uh, he said that he might have a couple more years. And obviously, well, he made the decision. He's coming back to the Eagles for the 2020 season. As with Brandon Graham, he signed a one-year deal. Fletcher Cox, and then Lane Johnson staying. So the Eagles have their four captains. So that is amazing. Love that for them. Um, Now, this one is actually... This one actually surprised me a little bit. The Rams actually traded Jalen Ramsey 
to the Dolphins. And what they got out of him was the Rams received a third round pick and a tight end named Hunter Long. This this one uh, kind of surprised me, but not really because Jalen Ramsey got burnt a lot this season. Like, especially going up against receivers like DK Metcalf, like twice a year, going up against Tyreek Hill a lot. Oh my God. But yeah, no, nah, he was getting burnt in almost every single one of his routes. So, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was also going to take some cap space. So really, decided to trade him now. The Dolphins uh, secondary is actually going to be looking scary. I mean, you have Javon Holland, you have Jalen Ramsey as one corner and Xavier Howard as the other. I mean, Xavier Howard didn't do that great this year. However, we, we saw his past really, he's, he's definitely a top 10 corner in the league for sure. So that's going to be really scary. Now, as for the Cincinnati Bengals, unfortunately, now I think I predicted it in a older episode I, I might have but I think I remember telling you guys that there might be a chance they might lose both their safeties and Von Bell and Jesse Bates well guess what I was right Von Bell ended up signing with the Panthers I don't know the deal up off the top of my head but he signed with the Panthers and Jesse Bates signed with the Falcons good on them because you know they deserve those deals Jesse Bates is definitely an elite safety, and so is Von Bell. Um, I, I wish them success in their new teams. As for the Cincinnati Bengals, now they're really going to have to look for safety help. I don't know how they're going to replace those two, but they're going to have—they're probably going to find one in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised. I know I say his name a lot because you know I really like the guy. I like his playing style, but I won't be surprised if Cincinnati tries to sign Jordan Battle now. The reason why I keep mentioning Jordan Battle is because, you know, he's he's a really good tackler. I mean, he's always on the ball, just all all that sort of stuff. He's, he plays good in zone coverage, so Jordan Battle. I mean, they're predicting that he might go in the second round, which I don't know why, but yeah, they're saying he might go in the second round, but I believe he could be a first rounder for sure. Now... This, this one also surprises me a little bit. The Chargers running back, Austin Eckler, has requested a trade from the team. Now, I think the reason why he's requesting a trade is because he probably wants more money. Now, if you guys don't know who Austin Eckler is, Austin Eckler is an elite running back. I mean, he can rush the ball. He can catch the ball. You can kind of compare him as... He, like he's an unrestricted uh when he was signed he was a uh, he was just a free agent undrafted free agent so i mean people didn't really have that much hype for him but clearly he's proving all the haters wrong he's been to a few pro bowls he, he's been an all pro before if i was to compare him to any other running backs in the league it would be alvin kamara and christian mccaffrey the reason why i say that is because austin eckler has the same type of playing style as Chris McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Now, we've seen it out of Alvin Kamara. He could rush the ball. And he could also... Well, he's also a receiving back as well. Like, he can catch the ball. You can put about wide receiver. Just like Christian McCaffrey, he can catch the ball, rush the ball. So, 
I mean, Austin Eckler hasn't ha really had any thousand yard rushing seasons. Neither has Kamara. However, it's the total scrimmage yards. Now their total scrimmage yards are over a thousand for sure. Everyone thought that Kareem Hunt was gonna win it because he had over 1500 rushing yards. However, Kamara only played, I believe it was 10 games out of 16. Yeah, because he didn't start for the first couple because when he was on the Saints, it was Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson ahead of him. But then when Adrian Peterson got hurt, Alvin Kamara kind of played that second, second running back role. And his scrimmage yards was over 1,500. The reason why he won it, and people don't comprehend this, is because, like I said, Alvin Kamara only played 10 games, right? And he had just over 1,500 scrimmage yards. So not rushing yards, scrimmage yards. So you're combining both of them and he had that many. And then if you figured if he played all 16 games, it would have been way more than that. At least, I'd say at least maybe 1,800, but that's just me. So like I said, you can compare Austin Eckler to those two. As for what team could sign Austin Eckler, it's gonna have to be an elite team. Like I won't be surprised if uh, the Eagles try and sign him. Because, like they said, they need that one piece. And that was really the one they were looking for. I mean, Miles Sanders is a good running back. Don't get me wrong. Actually, I believe Miles Sanders got traded. I'm going to have to look. But I believe he also got traded. But we're all, all seen a little bit. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they do sign him. Because they do need that elite running back, right? And I know there was rumors that they were trying to sign for for Alvin Kamara. They were going to offer the Saints a one uh, first round pick, but obviously that didn't happen. So I wouldn't be surprised there. Austin Eckler is probably going to look for a big contract, and obviously he wants to play for a Super Bowl contending team, which the Chargers aren't. All right, so. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, Miles Sanders did sign with the Panthers. And apparently, this, the Eagles signed Rashad Penny, which I don't know why, because Rashad Penny is not that good of a running back. But I guess they just need like a second down back. So that that's pretty surprising, actually. But yeah, no idea. So Eagles, yeah, you guys are going to sign Austin Eckler for sure. Or trade for Alvin Kamara. One of the two. All right. I'm going to name off a couple more moves that I think are the most significant. Now, this one actually kind of surprises me. The Buccaneers signed Baker Mayfield to a one-year deal worth $8.5 million. I'm surprised with this because I remember telling you guys in my last episode that I thought Jameis Winston was going to have a little reunion with the Buccaneers only because he played with Mike Evans, played with Chris Godwin. His his year, he he led the league in in passing yards one year. So I mean, I would have that would have been a safety net, but clearly the Bucs decided to go with Baker Mayfield. I think it is a good move because I mean, everyone's been hating on Baker Mayfield for some reason, but people forget he's the reason why the Browns made it. To the, to the playoffs after their, their long playoff drought. And people forget that he actually took them to the divisional round and 
they almost beat the Chiefs. Almost. They almost beat the Chiefs, but... Yeah, I don't know why he's been getting so much hate. I mean, he played kind of bad with Carolina this year, like, for the first half of the season. However, I'd be playing bad, too, if I didn't have anyone. Yes, you had DJ Moore. Yes, you had... Yeah, pretty much just DJ Moore. Like, once he's covered, it's, like, game over. You can't... There was really no one else. So, I mean, whatever. At least... He's going to the box, so he has weapons. He has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Actually, Leonard Fournette got released by the box, so I don't know who they're going to end up signing as the running back, but we're going to find out. I believe Baker Mayfield is going to have like a comeback player of the year season. I believe he'll just ball out this year. Now, Jordan Poyer re-signed with the Bills. I expected this because Jordan Poyer loves the Bills fan base. He just loves his Bills teammates. So this one didn't really surprise me at all. So, yeah. Actually, Juju Smith-Schuster. He he got signed by the Patriots. I don't know the deal off the top of my head. I think he got a three-year deal. But, I mean, is this a smart move? For the Patriots, I mean, they don't really have a wide receiver one. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster could be a wide receiver one. He, as we saw him play with the Steelers, he did make the Pro Bowl that year. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm reading like, I read I read the comments of what everyone was saying when he got signed. Someone said, bro, literally got a ring and dipped. I mean, if you're literally going to be like a ring chaser, I, I would have stayed with the Chiefs, to be honest. I mean... Yes, he wasn't the wide receiver one. However, his stats weren't that bad. And I mean, he he was a crucial part in those like key moments for the Chiefs. So I don't know why. I guess he just wanted the bag from the Patriots. I mean, now he's a Super Bowl champion. That's, yeah. Actually, now speaking of the Patriots, Mike Giusecki signed a one-year deal with the Patriots now. I knew he was going to leave the Dolphins only because uh, he wasn't a part of Mike McDaniel's um, offense. Like, we saw him in past years with the Dolphins. He was getting over a 1,000 receiving yards, like a season for the first little bit. This year, he didn't... I don't think he even cracked over 600. I mean, like, obviously, if you're playing with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell... Like, those are the guys that Tua is going to look for, for sure. And, you know, just completely forgot about his tight end. And like I said, Mike McDaniels is, uh, uh, what's it called? Playing style didn't uh, go with the tight end at all. So that's why signed with the Patriots. I believe that he will do good with them because ever since the Patriots lost Gronk, they couldn't really find a tight end for them. I mean... They signed Hunter Henry, but there wasn't that big of an impact from him. And they also signed Jonu Smith, but Jonu Smith was more of a a blocking tight end instead of like a receiving tight end. So, I mean, there's that. I'm I promise, guys, I'm only going to say about three more, but tomorrow I'll make another episode on some more free agents. I'll say I'll say just two more for now. So. The Cowboys actually released Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, we kind of saw this coming because ever since he got into the league, everyone thought he was going to be an elite running back. 
Like his rookie season with Dak Prescott, he was up for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And he actually also had a vote that year for MVP. But ever since then, he's been declining ever so steadily. I don't know why. Like, it's been happening. Um, Yeah, I mean, Tony, and also Tony Pollard's been taking care of, like, more of the workload. I mean, we didn't really see the explosive Ezekiel Elliott that we, we like to see back then. So this doesn't really come as a surprise. I don't know where Ezekiel Elliott's going to end up because... Like I said, there has been a decline in his playing. So I'll be surprised where he ends up. I like, I really will. I don't mind the guy. Like I watched him play for a little bit and he's actually, he's decent, but he's not like his, his rookie form. Not at all. So whatever team signs him, they'll probably sign him to like a one year, two year deal. And you guys have to remember Ezekiel Elliott's only 27, I believe. Yeah, 27. So, I mean, he still has a couple years. I'd like to see where he ends up. Now, all right. I promise, guys, two more. Jacoby Prissett actually signed with the Washington Commanders. I mean, this doesn't really come to a surprise. We knew that he wasn't going to stay with the Browns. I mean, we saw him play when Deshaun Watson was still suspended. And Jacoby Prissett actually did decent. But ever, but ever since then, I mean, he sat on the bench. And I mean, yes, if I was him, I would look for a new team too because they just didn't really respect, not really respected him. But I mean, the Browns have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is an elite QB. So obviously there'd be that. And actually, Taylor Heineke signed with the Falcons. So I mean... The Commanders definitely do need that second string QB because I believe Sam Howell is going to be QB one for the season, depending like his like the Commanders last game with. uh, Yeah, their last game of the season, Sam Howell actually didn't do that bad. He threw for two touchdowns and he rushed for one. And that surprised me. But during that game, we saw his favorite target was Scary Terry. So. I won't be surprised if they become a good QB wide receiver duo. So that's that. The last one we're going to talk about is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams actually left the Detroit Lions and signed a three-year deal with the Saints. What does that mean for the Saints? So right now, their running back room is Mark Ingram, Jamal Williams, and Alvin Kamara. I believe they signed Jamal Williams to be like that third down back. Because obviously most of his success and how he managed to get 17 rushing touchdowns was all from the one yard line. And he's just that power back. And, you know, they all the team needs that kind of personality with with them, because if you see his press conferences and that, he's just a really happy. He's like a big kid. You know, he talks about Pokemon, video games, all that sort of stuff. And he's just like an all around great leader. So the Saints will be finding success in them because I, their red zone touchdowns, like when the Saints were in the red zone, it, it, it wasn't that very successful. It, it was low percentages. So with them signing Jamal Williams, that could help a lot. What does that mean for Alvin Kamara? Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but Alvin Kamara is actually still in like court for apparently some assault charges from when he was in Vegas. So 
He still has to do a hearing on that. So he may be suspended from the league for a little bit. Not not a whole year like Calvin Ridley was. Like, that was just stupid. A whole year because he was betting. No, so I believe Alvin Kamara's suspension will be minimum six games to a max of 11 games. It won't be too much, though. So I guess, I guess that's why the Saints picked up Jamal Williams and also because Mark Ingram is getting up there in age. He's in his 30s, so I mean, his production is going to go down. But I cannot wait to see that. If Elvin Kamara is still the running back one, Jamal Williams is two. I want to see that one-two punch for sure. All right. Now, before I end this, I know I talked about Austin Eckler and where he's going to sign. And I said I had no idea. But while, while I'm still doing this podcast, I actually do have three spots on where he might go. So I could see him going to the Chicago Bears. The reason why I'm saying this is because Chicago's actually making all these moves right now. They got Tremaine Edmonds. They got TJ Edwards. Now they have DJ Moore. Justin Fields is getting a lot of weapons, but obviously their running game was kind of, kind of bad. Because, I mean, Justin Fields actually did rush for over 1,000 yards this season. But obviously... Now, for me, I do like dual-threat quarterbacks. I do like the scrambling, and I do like the passing. However, when you have a dual-threat quarterback, right, think of it like this. Think about how long Cam Newton's career's been so far, right? In Carolina, you know, he won MVP in 2015, the 2015-2016 season. His rushing numbers were high, too. However... Obviously, you sustain more injury if you're a dual-threat quarterback. So, obviously, the Bears are going to look out for, for that. And also, in terms of Justin Fields, he likes to rush the ball a lot. So, I mean, signing Austin Eckler would definitely help with that. Especially if, also, let's say Justin Fields is in trouble. He scrambles out of the pocket. Austin Eckler, like I said earlier, is like a Kamara and McCaffrey kind of player. So, he can just dump the ball off to Austin Eckler and gain those extra couple yards. Now, I could also see Austin Eckler going to the Detroit Lions. Now, reason why I say that is because they just lost Jamal Williams. And DeAndre Swift hasn't been that productive this season. So, him going to the Detroit Lions would be a good pickup for Detroit. Especially with the the leadership of Austin Eckler. I mean, yeah, his leadership is tremendous. So... Could be a good fit plus dan campbell you know what i actually like the guy as a coach i mean he's definitely a detroit guy like way to fucking go good fucking job guys like and i remember watching his pregame with the players and he said i just don't want them to make it to the playoffs what what i mean by that is their last game with the green bay packers so if green bay won that game they would have made the playoffs but if they lost to the detroit lions they wouldn't make the playoffs. Either way, Detroit wasn't making the playoffs. So Dan Campbell's like, you know what? We're not in the playoffs, but let's let's make sure our fucking rival doesn't make the playoffs either. And guess what? Look what happened. Bam, done. I mean, it'd be a good pickup. I mean, Jared Goff already has a weapon in Amon Raw, St. Brown. So adding Austin Eckler to that would definitely help a thousand percent. Now, the third landing spot, I believe Austin Eckler will go to. And it's sad to say, but he might go to the Miami Dolphins. Reason why I say that is because, yes, they re-signed Raheem Mostert. 
However, if you just add Austin Eckler to the mix as well, like the Miami Dolphins would be stacked. You have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, and then if you add Austin Eckler to it, Tua just has all the weapons now. So we if Austin Eckler signs with the Dolphins, the Dolphins will be a Super Bowl contending team for sure. But yeah, those are the teams I believe he'll end up. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about with you guys for now. There's definitely way more free agent stuff that I want to go through. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Actually, tomorrow what I might do is I might actually do a segment called Free Agency Grades. Now, I'm just going to take like, I know I talked about a little bit of it, but I'm actually going to grade the uh, free agent, like the free agent signings and what I believe they are and explain to you guys why I believe they are. So tune in tomorrow for that. I just want to say thank you guys so much for the continued support. I appreciate all of you and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and tune in tomorrow. I don't know what when I'll be doing it. I believe I'll be doing it sometime in the morning because I do I do work overnight. So I'm going to try and catch some sleep right now, work, and then I'll do one before I go to bed tomorrow morning. So Once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Peace out.